successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Everybody over there. Get a Everybody over there. Get into it. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation with Jason Grill here on KMBZ 980 AM and online at Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you joining me as well today on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. And as always at GrillNationShow.com, which is my website where you can find all of our shows, pictures of our guests, uh, social media information, and all of our podcasts from all of our shows with listed uh, things that we talked about on those shows and more information at GrillNationShow.com. You can also connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. I'm also available on Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat at Jason Grill. Uh, really fun show today. We have uh, we're going to start the show with uh, a guest that we're actually going to have on our final segment as well. We're going to have Stephanie Williams, uh, who is the CEO and president of Goodwill of Western Missouri and Eastern Kansas. She was so great to us that we're going to have her on in a highlight segment uh, in the final segment of the show today. But also we're going to bring her here in a second to talk about some other things going on at Goodwill of Western Missouri and Eastern Kansas. They're more than just a thrift store, people. They do incredible things in our community and throughout the region. Um, after Stephanie, we will have on Clifton Alexander, who is a obviously a superstar in the design space. He's the owner of Reactor KC and Reactor Design Studio. Comes on once a month with a segment, and he's a great contributor to the show. I think we're going to talk about branding over the holidays, some really exciting things that he's been working on, including something his brother uh, has been working on as well that is now in every most Starbucks throughout the country, a cool coffee uh, temperature dispenser type deal. So we're going to talk to Clifton Alexander after the first segment. And in our third segment today, we'll have on Victor Wong, who is the uh, vice president of entrepreneurship at the Coffin Foundation. The Coffin Foundation is, again, is the largest foundation supporting entrepreneurs in the country. It supports entrepreneurs starting and building businesses, leaders seeking guidance in the innovation economy and cities and communities growing competitive jobs and sustained business creation. Uh, we have not had Victor Wong on the show. I'm very excited to have him on again. He's the vice president of entrepreneurship. He's been in that role now for almost a year, and we're going to talk about his uh, eShip City tour that he just did and get into what's coming up next year at the eShip Summit, maybe potentially talk about GEW and the upcoming Mayor's Conference on Entrepreneurship. And again, in our final segment today, I'll bring on Stephanie Williams, who I'll get to in just a second. In our fourth segment today, she'll be joining us again to talk about everything about Goodwill of Western Missouri and Eastern Kansas, what they do, what their vision is, what their values are, what their mission is, and uh, talk to you more and educate you more on what they're doing in the Kansas City region. Uh, real quickly as well, before we get to Stephanie, I want to thank our partners and supporters of the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. The title sponsors are Trust, Bank of Kansas City, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Also want to thank our contributors and supporters, Catalyst Government Affairs, Danny Pfeiffer, The Rieger KC, The Rieger Hotel, Grill and Exchange, Jay Rieger & Co., Ryan Maybe, Guest Coast and Contributor, Kansas City Power and Light District. Also want to thank our 
guest host and on-air contributor Ryan Weber from KC Tech Council and Clifton Alexander, who will be joining me after the break, an on-air contributor and segment sponsor from Reactor Studios. Thanks for all your support and for supporting and contributing to Grill Nation. Stephanie Williams, President and CEO of Goodwill of Western Missouri and Eastern Kansas. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, let's talk about, you guys are more than just a thrift store. So tell me more about that and get into some of the environmental things that you all do and how you kind of organize everything that comes at you because it's pretty crazy. It is. It's a really cool business model. Uh, and I don't think people understand how, how dynamic it really is. Um, you know, we are more than just a thrift store, and I'm going to save some of those surprises sure. for the next segment. Save them for our final segment. Yeah, <laughs> but I'd love to talk about what we do with all the stuff that we get, because I'm sure a lot of people um, think that, you know, uh, either everything that we get is awesome and sells, or that um, we must just toss a lot of stuff into a dumpster and, and, and that we aren't really all that thoughtful about the environment. We get 20 million pounds of stuff a year. We have great support in the community, and we're really grateful for that. And one of our objectives is to make sure that we maximize the value of those donations. But we also really strongly believe that if we're just throwing stuff into a landfill that we can't sell, that um, we're kind of negating part of our mission work on the employment side. You Mm -hmm. know, we end up becoming a net neutral for the community instead of a net positive. Interesting. So we are working very hard to become a zero waste organization. We're not there yet. We're 80% of what we receive each year ends up in outside of a landfill. Only 20% actually makes it to the landfill. So either through sale to customers in our stores, through our online e-commerce division, through salvage, we sell over a million pounds of cloth through salvage programs a year, uh, or partnerships with other organizations. We work with several animal shelters in town. Oh, do you? We do. I did not know that. We have blankets and and towels that if they don't sell at the stores, uh, you know, the only thing we have left to do with them is bail them and sell them for 10 cents a pound. We let the animal shelters come in and take what they want before we actually sell it for 10 cents a pound. Hmm. So uh, we love those partnerships, not only because, I mean, who doesn't love puppies? Right. I have a puppy now. You have a puppy. And I don't love him too much because he got out of his kennel this morning and I woke up to uh, Uh a lot of surprises and torn up things in my house. Apartment. So, but I did. I did adopt a puppy from the KC Pet Project. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. They're so great. They are great, and all of those shelters are doing such wor- such great work. And we want to make sure that we can help support them with the stuff that can't help our mission. So, uh, we work with Ripple Glass in order to make sure that our glass isn't going into landfills that doesn't sell. Uh, we've got a partnership with several metal recyclers where we actually break down, you know, big old metal toasters and and stuff like that. We can we can send to them, and they will make sure it gets recycled. So we are very conscious and have a very strong goal. We kind of call it our unofficial mission to make sure that we get to zero waste at some point in the next five to six years. Wow. You didn't know that. I did not know that about Goodwill. Um, it's the holiday season, obviously, coming up here. We're into uh, the show air. It's December now. Um, what is that like for you guys? It's pretty quiet for us. It's pretty normal. Um, donations happen all over all, all over times all, and years. January and February are really slow for donations. Mm-hmm. The craziest week of the year, though, for donations is between Christmas and New Year's. So if you don't want to stand in a line waiting for your tax receipt, hit us up now. It's a great time. <laughs> uh, again, too, let's just preview some of the other stuff you all do. We're going to get into it in our final segment today of the show. But you're more than just a thrift store. Let's, let's talk about kind of the, the key bullets on that. We offer a lot of programs to help people with different abilities and disadvantages prepare for work, earn that job, and then keep that job. So we're looking at people who are, are struggling to find a job because they don't understand how job searches work now with all the electronical 
electronical technology, right? Technological, <laughs> uh, making up my own words. Um, <laughs> it, things that that can sometimes be an impediment to entry into the workforce. Uh, we're also working with people who don't understand some of the etiquette and the soft skills that are necessary in order to stay employed. And then we're helping them find jobs that that match up with their personality in a way that hopefully gives them long-term success to actually pursue a career. The key in the vision of Goodwill of Western Missouri and Eastern Kansas is uh, be an innovative leader in different practices that promote individual self-sustainability for people who have been marginalized. Yes. And you come up with that vision statement. We did as a group. We, <laughs> we, uh, we said, you know, what is it that ultimately we're, why are we trying to help people gain employment? And it's because we want them to be self-sustainable. And so we, we have a lot of areas wor- that we're working on in, in that regard. One of the more innovative that we're doing right now is we're in the process of launching the STEP Coalition which focuses on finding solutions to the benefits cliff that happens to people who are trying to get off public assistance. So we're really excited. Very, very needed in our community. Stephanie Williams, she will be back for our final segment today, President and CEO of Goodwill of Western Missouri and Eastern Kansas. Their website is mocangoodwill.org. Check it out. We'll be right back after the break with more Grill Nation. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill here on Talk 980 AM and online at grillnationshow.com and talk980am.com and on iTunes and TuneIn Radio for all those technology folks out there listening via podcast today. Thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed our first segment. Ready to rock and roll with our second segment with the owner of Reactor Design Studio, creative Chuck Norris, contributor to Grill Nation. Uh, Clifton Alexander, the website for his business is reactorkc.com. Clifton is our uh, thought leader, genius, creative Chuck Norris when it comes to everything branding and design and marketing here in Kansas City. His office is in the crossroads. Check yes, it sir. out. How are you? I am very, very good. I, I'm not seeing any me. orange on you today. Dude. The glasses. Shoes? Oh, the shoes. Always got the shoes. He's got the, the shoes glasses. On. He's got the shoes on. So Always people, something. People, uh, you definitely stand out with that orange brand. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I wanted to have you on today because we are entering, uh, we've had entered the holiday season. We're past Thanksgiving. We're going into the Christmas season. I'm seeing all of these ads for uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Giving Tuesday, Shop Small Saturday. What's next, man? There, I was trying so to figure that events. out. What's, what's the Wednesday, right? Wacky <laughs> Wednesday. Hey, more deals. I, I've noticed that people are, um, there's so many things now. People are... Uh, seeming to be less interested in having to get something on the actual day that the advertiser advertising it, you know, they Cyber start Mondays out very early. Are, yeah, I did. And, but I mean, cyber Mondays are 20% off. And I saw somebody yesterday just basically saying I could get 20% off almost any time of the year on certain things. Why is that a big deal for me to rush out right now on Monday, cyber Monday to get this deal? I need something bigger than that. And no, and that's the bad part. As a as a retailer, as a co founder of a sock business, um, you yeah. know, it we we did we do fairly well uh, around this time of the year. Obviously most right. retail organizations do well in the fourth quarter, but I, I mean it's just crazy to me. I mean the Black Friday stuff was starting like a week before, like oh, yeah. pre Black Friday. And then it's and then it's Cyber Monday didn't seem like it was gonna have as much steam this year. No. Uh maybe a little bit down from Black Friday, but still good. I think people are just Going and spending their money more throughout the holiday season and not just on that one day of Friday or 
that small business Saturday or the Cyber Monday. It's more spread out because I, I don't know what the actual numbers are mm-hmm. on sales and stuff like that. But I, I go out sometimes on Black Friday. I can stay up super late at night and so i just go out and knock out a bunch of christmas shopping oh you do you are a black friday shopper i don't do it because of the deals per se i do it because it's a time of year when i can sleep in the next day (laughs) and uh, i'm on vacation and i can stay up really late and so it doesn't bother me and i can get a bunch of stuff knocked out so what's that like for you i've never done it it's it used to be significantly crazier than it is now and that's what kind of what i was getting at is is I think that there's such a, a more spread out holiday season now in terms of shopping and deals and online and all that, that it's not as big of a deal anymore. I can go out on a Black Friday and find just about anything I want. And there's, yeah, it's a little bit crazier than normal, um, but it's not too bad. So you guys did your holiday season work at Reactor yeah. prior to Thanksgiving. Yeah. So speaking of orange, we yes. talked about our company being big into the orange. We had a epiphany a couple of years ago <laughs> that we were feeling like we were having a little bit of a hard time standing out in December uh, with all of the other companies giving out their client gifts and their holiday gifts, their clients, associates, et cetera. And so we said, well, our company is all about orange. We're big um, fans of Halloween and doing Halloween parties and things like that. Why don't we make the fall, which is mainly a color scheme of warm colors like orange, for example, into our de facto company holiday. And so we've started doing our client holiday gifts in October. We do a Halloween themed costume party every year in October. And what it does for us is allows us to get in front of our clients and our vendors two months before anybody else does into that holiday season. And so it's a it's something that we own. It makes perfect sense for us based on our color, the philosophy of who we are, and all of that. And then it's related to um, the 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 season. And it, it fits perfect so for us. It, do you guys, so you say, you know, I, I got one of these uh, awesome packages, actually. They included all these fun little gifts and uh, – Tell us more about kind of what you put together. You even so had this, a briefcase that was orange, I think. I, I always have something this morning. <laughs> <laughs> this year, our theme was basically good fortune. We are um, in our 13th year of business, and a lot of people see 13 as a bad number. We see it as a good number. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to give people a lot of good fortune. So what we did was we created this really unique little kit of parts that has a whole bunch of uh, lucky charms and things like that inside of it. Not lucky charms, the cereal more like um, lucky rabbit's foot or a horseshoe or lottery ticket, things like that. And so all of those items, I think except the horseshoe were all themed around the orange color. So we found bright orange, lucky rabbit's foots. Uh, We bought, uh, you know, a whole bunch of lottery tickets, so we right. put in every one. I think I, you had I, a good experience I, with that, perhaps. I won one. I got yeah. one, and I won it. What never you win, like five bucks? Ten or bucks. Ten bucks. I See? never won lottery tickets either. There you go. Huh? So there it's you. already paid for itself. You know, you got you got yeah, the lottery tickets. Yeah, so it made me feel so good. that was all about good fortune. We had orange colored fortune cookies in them as well, um, with a bunch of different fortunes. We also had some invitations um, to our holiday party that went out to a select group of people. Was it a holiday party, or was did you just did you brand it like that? This is our holiday party. No, it was it was a Halloween party. That's how, it was branded as a Halloween themed costume party. Mm-hmm. Um, we 
don't tell people this is our annual holiday party per se, mm-hmm. but people are starting to understand that this is our time of year that we're owning. We're owning that October, early November time frame where you go into the stores and everything is orange. We haven't quite hit the red and green and the Christmas lights and all that. Mm-hmm. And so that's good. We're owning that time. And mm-hmm. it's been really great for us because people understand it. They know it. And it allows us, like I said earlier, to get in front of all of our clients and vendors earlier than anyone else is getting in front of them. Mm-hmm. So even if they have vendors or clients in the similar space as we are, we're beating all of them to the punch. by getting Smart. In, we're talking in, in to Clif- Clifton Alexander Reactor Design Studios, uh, ReactorKC.com. When I was in politics, I sent out a Thanksgiving card. And this was, you know, 10 years ago. And um, people like that. It yeah. was like a mailer that I sent out, uh, which typically you get Christmas cards. And no one did anything for Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's much and more that unexpected. Me, yeah, and it, and it was really a thankful message mm-hmm. uh, to my constituents. But I think that that was, at that time, was um, kind of unique uh, because mm-hmm. nobody does that on Thanksgiving. You know, it's like we talked about earlier. Yeah. It's 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 a fast holiday, and then you're on to, like, you know, you do your turkey try, you have your dinner, and then call it and watch football, and then you're on to Black Friday. That's right. And then it goes right into Christmas. <laughs> over. And so yeah. – um, but standing out in the crowd, that's a good idea. I mean, just, uh, you know, I don't know if we can go any earlier than uh, October. Um, it just but- kind of depends on how you spin it, right? I think mm-hmm. I think if you do Valentine's Day, for example, and that's the thing you want to own, just make that the thing that you own. I, I don't think it really matters what time of year, per se. If you're, if you're good clients, we talked about this a couple of shows ago, you probably have really good personal relationships with those people. They're going to understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. And you're just trying to be a little bit different and to stand out from everybody. And so whatever the time of year is, I don't think matters as much as you making sure that people understand why you're doing it. And the, the, the seeming randomness of it isn't quite as random as it it seems that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah so it might seem random that we're sending out gifts in october but then they know us and they say okay no that makes well, total to be sense. honest to be honest i saw those and i didn't know that was your holiday party now i do there you go so now i know that that's yeah. the reactors thing yeah that's our thing um so don't expect a christmas card from me um, okay <laughs> but you just did all that great shopping on black friday yeah. um Clifton Alexander's joining me. Clifton, we have a couple minutes left in this segment. Uh, your brother, which we'll have him on hopefully on in our December show. Open for December. He's an entrepreneur. Now. Yes. Multiple and uh, entrepreneur. multiple entrepreneur. And he uh, will give a little preview here of the next show or whenever we'll have him on is uh, his product is in Starbucks throughout the country now. Yes, he is probably, he might be one of the only tech startups, maybe one of the only startups in history to launch their product in Starbucks. <laughs> it is an incredible um, – when he was interviewed by TechCrunch, the writer just kept asking him, like, how did you get into Starbucks? How did you get – you know, because that just doesn't happen to people. And um, the story behind the Ember – It's Ember. Mug, Ember is the name of the company. Um, it's the Ember Temperature Control Mug. Embertech.com. Yeah, it's a very, very high-tech coffee mug. keeps your coffee at a constant temperature, whatever temperature you want to set it to for up to two or three hours, wireless charging, the whole deal. Um, it's a very cool product, but their very first retail location is a Starbucks on day one of launch after they had sent out all of their, uh, um, crowdfunding orders. And so they are doing very well in their launch online and through the Starbucks stores that they're in. And it is going to be, and it is already a huge success story a, a week to two weeks in. 
and it's just going to get better and better. Quote from uh, your brother Clay Alexander on the website is, temperature makes all the difference between delicious and disappointing. Ember's uh, precise control means you drink. Your drink is at the perfect temperature for you from the first sip to the last. Um, I'm pretty shocked. I mean, no offense against Clay, but I, uh, I, th- I would have thought this had been done already. Yeah, you would think, right? <laughs> um, you would think. And, uh, well, here's the thing, you know, he is, my brother is big on patents and he's been working on the patents for this technology and this idea for, I think, seven or eight years now. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that other people are looking into it, but they're also being discouraged maybe by the fact that somebody's already got patents on a lot of this stuff. And, um, that's a huge part of the story is that, that piece of the puzzle, when you launch something, you got to protect it as well. Yeah. And I also noticed he had some celebrities, uh, a lot about of celebrities because he's out in LA. <laughs> yeah. One of the key to launching that product and we'll hopefully have him walk through that is not having, not paying celebrities to endorse your product, but having celebrities as investors in your product. And that becomes a natural medium for them to want to promote the product. And so mm. he's got Demi Lovato, he's got Jonas Brothers, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He's got a whole bunch of them. And that they're going to just smart, keep out of the Smart business. Very, very cool. Clifton Alexander, contributor Grill Nation, uh, reactorkc.com. Check it out. Thanks for coming on Grill Nation show today. Thank you, sir. We'll be right back after the break. Thanks for listening. First things first, I'm the realest. Realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down. Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill on KMBZ 980 AM, talk980am.com, and also at grillnationshow.com online where you can find all of our shows, podcasts, photos of our guests, and more information about the show. I also appreciate you listening today on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Everyone's hitting up the podcast these days, so it's been great to hear from you on there as well. Very excited about our next guest. Hope you've been enjoying the show today. Um, we talk a lot about entrepreneurship on this show. I'm very uh, interested in entrepreneurship. Uh, am an entrepreneur and have worked with some great over entrepreneurs over the years and, and had ability to work a little bit with the Coffin Foundation. And uh, Victor Wong is our next guest. He's the vice president of entrepreneurship at the Coffin Foundation, the world's leading foundation for entrepreneurs. The foundation supports entrepreneurs starting and building businesses, leaders seeking guidance in the innovation economy, and cities and communities growing competitive jobs and sustained business creation. Victor, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you, Jason. Great to be here. I'm doing well. Thanks. It's great to have you on today. Uh, congrats on all the great work you all are doing over at the Kaufman Foundation. First time on the show, I want to kind of get a little background information on you. On you, Tell us about yourself and kind of what brought you to Kansas City. Uh, sure. So uh, um, right before I moved to Kansas City, I was an entrepreneur and investor in Silicon Valley. Uh, I'd actually been uh, running a startup that I'd started um, with the new technologies for making safe drinking water, but I'd also been involved in a number of other startups. Um, and um, uh, had been in Silicon Valley for almost a decade mm-hmm. before then. But I guess, interestingly, I'm, I'm actually a child of middle America. I was uh, raised in, in Indiana, Iowa, Austin, Texas. I was born in Louisiana. Um, so coming to Kansas City, um, is actually it's actually a, a, a great coming home for me. I love this part of the world. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I did not know that about you, but I know you are a... Uh... You're in, you have a law background as well. I do too. I, I don't practice much anymore, but I know that education is part of your upbringing uh, uh, as well, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, I, uh, I I was lucky to go to law school at the University of Chicago, so um, not uh, too far away in the Midwest, and 
but you know, I only practiced for a few years. I uh, I, I had a, a restless bug that I, uh, I I couldn't get rid of, which was to get out and start to to do things and build things. So that's how I ended up in the entrepreneurial world. Well, it's great to have you here back in Kansas City, um, Victor. You were recently on a really cool uh, journey called the Eship City. Uh, on the road adventure and tell us a little about that. You visited Omaha, Cedar Rapids, Columbus Junction, Peoria, St. Louis, and, and talked to entrepreneurs in those cities. What was that like? Well, we we, uh, we took a road trip, so it's sort of in the the style of the Great American Road Trip. Um, of you know, many people have done this, but we we got on the road and uh, started talking to real entrepreneurs and people building entrepreneurial communities. And I think uh, the the reason uh, we wanted to do it was because when you're in a foundation. You're, you're, you're a bit out of touch with what's happening on the ground. You're, you're, you know, by very, the very nature of a foundation, you're working at 30,000 feet. So what I wanted to do was to get back in the field, get out in the world, talk to real people doing real work, and get a sense for, for what was happening out there. And it was exciting. It was really a, a blast. And we, we created a series of seven little mini videos that are online. Um, it, it's eshipcity.com, and you can watch uh, who we talked to. And, um, and we're actually thinking of putting them together into a longer documentary about this road trip as well, uh, which uh, will be coming out sometime next year, hopefully. That's awesome. And uh, there's some really – the videos on the, on the website are really good. You can also see it at Kaufman.org. Victor, um, you, one of the things you said was entrepreneurship is, is about looking at it like a plant, is putting water on plants and letting them grow on their own and not just telling them what to do all the time. Talk to us about that because I think that's a real interesting statement. Well, uh, you know, when uh, you, when you're, you know, if you're the mayor or of a city or the governor of a state, um, the traditional way they've tried to increase entrepreneurship is by forcing it to happen. You know, they'll they'll you know put more capital into startups. They'll build infrastructure. They'll invest in um, uh, you know incubators and accelerators. Uh, but what they really haven't done as good a job on is trying to nurture the development of things that are growing on their own. So it's it's more like um, organic development. Um, I kind of think of it as the contrast between building a farm and building a rainforest. In a farm, you you have crops you want to grow and you build crops, and that's that's like you know like modern production. But uh, in entrepreneurship, it's really like trying to build a rainforest, which is nurturing little weeds as they're growing up because you're just not sure what they're going to grow up into, and it's the interaction of all those different things within a forest that that cause it to happen and. You don't build rainforests by planting trees. You you help adjust the environment. You nurture the soil. You make sure the nutrients are there, and then you watch the stuff grow up on its own. That's interesting and awesome. You also uh, published a book called The Rainforest, The Secrets to Building the Next Silicon Valley, which explains how companies, communities, and countries can foster systematic in- innovation at a larger scale. Your uh, Twitter handle also is at rainforestbook. Um, Victor Wong is joining us, Vice President of Entrepreneurship at the Kauffman Foundation, a foundation that really, uh, as Mr. Kaufman put it, uh, education and entrepreneurship are the main focuses, and these are the things that really, truly transform people's lives, don't they, Victor? They really do. That was Mr. Kaufman was a remarkable man, and he really believed that um, educate, if you gave people the basic uh, knowledge, education, and then you gave them the means to execute and, and build a better life for themselves, the world would be a better place as a result of empowering those people. He felt every individual that you give a chance to build a company to was vital to the, the future of America. <laughs> and uh, and yeah. we live that today throughout the foundation. Yeah, you guys do. Um, you had a friend on your trip with you, didn't you? Uh, Phil Wickham was joining you, so it wasn't just you. And, and I thought that was really cool to watch the videos uh, 
on eShip City just to kind of see the interaction. And one of the videos you all talked about, kind of your lessons learned in different cities you visited and the great entrepreneurs you met, you weren't just meeting with tech entrepreneurs, were you? No, we, we met with all sorts of folks. I mean, uh, people making uh, insect repellent, uh, lip balm, um, uh, you know, uh, bo- gift boxes for pregnant mothers and yeah, kind of everything. I mean, it really was a, a really diverse uh, cross-section of uh, the American entrepreneurial landscape. Mm-hmm. And one of your last visits was in St. Louis, and I noticed on the video, I mean, you guys, you drove through Ferguson, and it looked like any other American, downtown America, or uh, little American city outside of St. Louis, and it was kind of moving. And, and the comments that y'all made uh, about civic discourse and organizing people together, entrepreneurs really do that in ecosystems. They really band together uh, to try to grow the community, don't they? They do, and I think that's the thing we wanted to do, like going to Ferguson and we we went to a little town called Columbus Junction, which is 2,500 people in its city. Was to kind of get out of the national media narrative and actually see 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 the real, see real life. Right. And uh, and I think so much of especially this year, 2016, was just dominated by a narrative in the country which was so negative and and pessimistic. And you'd think everything was falling apart, but then you get out there and you see actually, if you if you talk to ordinary everyday Americans that are building things. There's just a ton of positive energy out there for for making things better, and you know uh, it's not to say we don't have problems, but but man, there's so much good happening out there, and it's easy to forget it if you just read the headlines every day. Here, here, that is so true, um, Victor. Talk to us about the eShip Summit. I know that's coming up next year. That's going to be a huge deal uh, for entrepreneurs for all different walks of life and types of people, and and it's coming up next year. It's called the eShip Summit. Yeah. So. Uh, one of the things that's been missing in the landscape uh, of, of entrepreneurship conferences is a place where people that are interested in building entrepreneurship at scale can come and uh, not just talk, but actually get to work and start to do stuff. And that's what this eShip Summit is. It's a, it's a conference for people that are looking at fostering entrepreneurship uh, in real time. So media, bringing together the people that are, you know, whether they're in the places we visit on this trip, such as Omaha or Cedar Rapids or Peoria or St. Louis, um, but people everywhere uh, across the country and even beyond the country who are interested in fostering that kind of entrepreneurial activity. Uh, what, they, what they've been missing is a, uh, an event which was very um, action-focused where you could actually come to the event, uh, get real tools for building uh, entrepreneurship, and to, to work with other people and start doing stuff and you know, building out plans and building out new ideas on the spot. So that's what this event will be. It's going to be uh, June 21st to 23rd. In Kansas City, it'll be one of the biggest events Kaufman's ever uh, put on, and we're just going to grow it. This is just going to be the first year, uh, but our vision is that this can expand because we sense that there's a tremendous demand for people who who know how to build community and know how to apply those tools in a practical way. So this conference is really trying to fill a uh, fill a need in the market that uh, we feel is is quite significant. Victor Wong, Vice President of Entrepreneurship, is joining the show. We have a couple minutes left, Victor. Um, speaking of that event, you guys do all kinds of different programs. We just came out of a global entrepreneurship week. We'll have the mayor's conference on entrepreneurship. We just talked about the eShip city visits that you made, the eShip summit. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on at the Coffin Foundation, not to mention 1 million cups is still going on throughout the country and in Kansas city. Uh, you guys are busy over there, aren't you? We are busy <laughs> and uh, it's about to get even busier. Um, we've got a, a pretty ambitious agenda. I mean, our, our goal really is to, uh, to increase entrepreneurship across the country. You know, if you look at the data, uh, the rates of entrepreneurship are about half what they were a generation ago. 
And so our goal is to reverse those trends, increase entrepreneurial rates, uh, and uh, and make it easy to succeed uh, in by starting your own business. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? I know you mentioned you grew up in the Midwest. You traveled around, obviously, recently. You were out in California for quite a while, but you, you know you, you went to Chicago, you went to Harvard. You, you you've you've done a lot of different things throughout your life. Um, but what are your thoughts coming to Kansas City as its own ecosystem and and where it is compared to maybe where it was? Uh, you know, one of the things that happens when you've been doing this work for a while is you can be in a community uh, in a city and you can get a pretty quick read on where it is in the life cycle of a, of a place. And uh, I've got I've got to say, uh, Kansas City. Um, is, this is the most exciting time to be in a city. It's at the moment where it feels like it's rebirthing itself, and it's uh, it's waking up to its own potential. And I, I, I grew up in Austin, Texas, for part of my youth, and this was about um, from the late 80s, um, and my parents still live there today. And this place feels a lot like Austin, Texas, about 25 years ago. It's got just that raw energy. It's uh, it's authentic. It's creative. It's supportive. Uh, it's a it's a great time. And uh, I think uh, this city is about to go places, and I think in a couple decades, people look back and say, remember when? Remember when it all happened? Mm-hmm. I think this is the, the perfect moment to, to be in a place like Kansas City. I'm, I'm excited to be here. It's great to have you here. Uh, Victor Wong, Vice President of Entrepreneurship at the Kauffman Foundation. The website is Kauffman.org. appreciate you joining the show, Victor, and keep up the good work at the Kauffman Foundation. Thanks, Jason. appreciate the time. Thank you very much. We'll be right back after the break with more Grill Nation. Thanks for listening today on KMBZ 980. I turn the music up, I got my records on I shut the world outside until the lights come on Maybe the streets are light, maybe the trees are gone I feel my heart It's a new life for me And I'm feeling good Hello, welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. Thanks for listening today on KMBZ 980 AM Talk 980AM.com and on GrillNationShow.com. Appreciate you also joining us on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Hope you had a, been enjoying the show today and are having a great week. Our final guest on the show today is Stephanie Williams. She is the CEO and president of Goodwill of Western Missouri in Eastern Kansas. Their website is MoCanGoodwill.org. Uh, wanted to have her on the show today to talk about all the great stuff happening over at Goodwill. We are in the holiday season now and they do a lot to empower people with disadvantages and different abilities to earn and keep employment through individualized programs and services welcome to the show stephanie thank you very happy to be here it's great to have you um first off tell us a little bit about your background i know you've been at uh, goodwill of uh, western missouri and eastern kansas now for about five years i joined the organization in 2011 as cfo and i was in that position for a couple of years and then the opportunity came along to uh lead the organization and build a great team and uh, take a 120-year-old organization into uh, really the next generation of employment development. And uh, that was about three years ago, and Mm -hmm. it's been a great ride. Very cool. What do you guys do at Goodwill? I mean, I I know the vision is to kind of to help uh, help others, but tell us about kind of what are the different buckets of things you do, Uh, because I think some people might be confused about that. There, You know, there's one bucket everybody knows about, and that's the thrift stores. Sure. Uh, And I think there's a a lot of confusion about what those thrift stores represent, whether they're for-profit, not-for-profit, whether or not the programs exist within those stores, uh, if they're aware that there are programs at all. Um, So we've got the thrift stores, and and basically those are – their number one purpose is to be a vehicle to turn material donations into cash that allows us to fund our programs 
that focus on helping people become employment ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, those programs cover a wide range of different areas. Um, the least known one is a, a program called Ability One, and this is a national program where government agencies set aside different um, different processes and needs inside their organizations that they feel would be great training opportunities for people with different abilities. Mm. And uh, so basically we actually clean 800,000 square feet janitorially at the uh, federal building at 13th and Cherry. Really? And on Fort Leavenworth uh, every week. And 75% of the direct labor on, on those contracts is required to be people who are considered disabled for the work and working up a skill set to eventually become competitively employed. So we love those contracts. Mm. Uh, it's a great opportunity for us to employ at a very good wage with excellent benefits. Uh, and it's a win-win. The government gets something that they need, and we get an opportunity to train people to become self-sustaining. Uh, outside of that, the programs that we actually have built and run, there's a vocational recap, rehab program. Uh, we, are, we work with people who ha- struggle to get empo- employment for different reasons, usually pertaining to different abilities. And we help them understand how to search for a job, how to target a particular job or career. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they struggle to read or write, we can help them with getting their applications in. If they uh, don't really know how to answer some questions, we can help them with interview prep. Uh, and uh, we work that walk them through everything from how to dress properly to how to deal with an interview to how to deal with some of the soft skills that you need to be successful in the workplace. Hmm. So if you're struggling with your supervisor on uh, scheduling, uh, rather than just not coming back to work, we talk with them about how to handle those situations. You know, just say, hey, I really can't be there that day because of X, Y, Z. Can you can you maybe help me reschedule? Interesting. Um there's a lot of situations pertaining to generational poverty that make it tough for youth to find and keep employment these days. And so we're starting to develop youth programs. And about three years ago, we launched a program uh, that is now called Quest Academy for people between the ages of 18 and 24. And it's a five-week program. The first week is all about soft skills. You know, they've not had the things that you and I took for granted growing up modeled for them. You know, someone eats their lunch or they've got a coworker that keeps, you know, taking stuff off their desk, they're going to stop going to work instead of mm. trying to address right, it. Right, right. Uh, and so we talk through those things and we talk through proper dress for work and, uh, you know, all of those things that go with just getting, the, staying employed outside of the actual job itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a week in class working on that. And then the following four weeks are four days of uh, stipend supported uh, internships and then a fifth day in classroom going, hey, what worked this week? What didn't work this week? And uh, helping them continue to navigate that and learn from their real life experiences. We're talking to Stephanie Williams, who's the president and CEO of Goodwill of Western uh, Missouri and Eastern Kansas. The website is mocangoodwill.org. Stephanie, um, how, tell us about the geographical area that that represents so people can, can know, because I know you have a lot of locations. There's We've, different locations. There's the the locations that everyone knows, but there's also the locations you just talked about. The program locations. Yeah. Um, we cover 80 counties. Wow. It's a really large territory for a Goodwill. We aren't in all 80 counties yet, but our long-term vision is to get into as many of those counties uh, that we can actually provide value. Um, so we basically go from the, the Nebraska-Iowa portions of Missouri-Kansas all the way over to Chillicothe on the east, 
uh, Junction City on the west and down to the north edges of w- Wichita and Springfield. Hmm. So, so you're traveling a lot? It, sometimes, <laughs> yeah. You can, you in can your go car from, a lot. In, my, in the car, a lot of windshield time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then in Kansas City area, uh, you have a lot of locations throughout the city. We do. Uh, we are, and we're working to remodel some of those. And what, our goal is to get service, program service uh, locations inside as many of our stores as possible mm-hmm. so that people do start to associate our program offerings with our stores mm-hmm. uh, and see the direct exchange from this is what you drop off and this is what it turns into. Yeah, and one of the great things, too, about your website is you have all of this online, but also you list out your values, which are to lead, grow, partner, innovate, and have one agency. Talk to us about those values of the of Goodwill. In 2015, we went through a, a lot of soul-searching as an organization. I think any organization that's been around 120 years goes mm-hmm. through periods of, 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 of atrophy, <laughs> um, and we did. And so we, in 2015, started saying we need to break out of this and set a clear course and our vision, mission, and values uh, that are currently in place were a part of that process. Our values, we, I did a lot of reading and developing those because it's a really weighty responsibility to develop values for 600 people to live by. And one of the things I read is, um, you know, a lot of companies put in things like integrity and honesty and respect. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, you've got basically five, five values that you need to state. Are you going to hire somebody? that is not honest to be a part of your organization, do you really need to state that or is that a pay-to-play value? Mm -hmm. And I went, ooh, I like that. So we focus on things, how we expect people to conduct themselves at work. And, you know, we want to lead each other. Um, Everybody in our organization needs to understand that they have a position in which they can lead Um, because leading is not just about management uh, in the more – corporate terms. Mm-hmm. It's about helping f- each other find their value and then celebrating those wins together. Um, we, we got wa- about a minute left in the show. Okay. So we got we to grow. We, we got to grow. We grow. We want to grow and make sure that uh, everybody has a chance to uh, um, understand how to, to do things better, whether it's at work or whether it's, it's searching for that outside of the organization. Innovation. Um, I think I got out of order. Partner. We've got a lot of different things that we need to focus on. You know, we've got donors that we need to make sure that we're taking care of. We want to build partnerships that help our clients and our um, employees learn more and do more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we want to make sure we're innovating and finding the most effective ways and hopefully leading the way in some of the sustainability efforts that we're, we're creating. You're affecting future generations uh, that will benefit greatly from the goodwill of Western Missouri and Eastern Kansas. Stephanie Williams, President and CEO. The website is mocangoodwill.org. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to have you. Thanks for listening to Grill Nation. We'll see you again next week. Have a great day.